0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Study Break. My
1: name is Melody and I'm here with Emily. Hi everyone, I'm Emily and I'm a freshman at California Polytechnic State University, San Luis Obispo. (laughs) (laughs) Also known as? Also known as Cal Poly Slow or just slow. (laughs) That
0: was so long. I don't
1: know how you remember that. (laughs) I forget it sometimes, honestly.
0: Emily and I, we met when. We did our study abroad program in the summer of 2019. And so we went to Nanjing, China, and we had a blast. Emily was the first person (laughs) I met on the trip. Uh, Oh my gosh,
1: I actually, I literally forgot about that. That was so funny. (laughs) You want to share the story? I'm trying to remember. I know that I literally thought I was in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. I, because I'd gotten to the airport and no one else was there, but I was texting with Melody because she was saying that she was also there. And then I turned around and I think she thought that I wasn't me and I thought that she wasn't her. <laughs> so I was like, this is the wrong girl. Like yeah. i not sure who this is. But, you know, it was it was meant to be from from first like first time seeing each other, we were bros. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For real. I remember I was waiting at the terminal or at the gate. And then, mm-hmm. um, this was in LAX, and so Emily just, like, flew in, and <laughs> I think you got you got lost completely, right?
1: I did. <laughs> I was running across the airport because I thought I was, like, missing our flight or something. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like what you said earlier, you were texting me, and then I saw someone wearing the shirt that our organization, we'll call it, organization <laughs> gave us, And then um, I was like, I think that's Emily. (laughs) So I'm like, are you Emily? (laughs) Yeah, we just, we became bros. We bonded. Yep. Um, The SoCal Club. Yes. And we always (laughs) talked about Disney. Yeah, Disney and Mm
1: In-N-Out. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: I think... You know, we'll just jump right into this story. It was at the very end of our trip. Um, I don't know if we're on the same wavelength here, but I'm thinking about the time when you lost your passport.,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a life changing moment. I actually I literally saw my life flash before my eyes. I thought I was just gonna be ch- like stuck in China forever. Um, and i I definitely enjoyed that. It was a moment. Um, okay. So let me set the scene. We are flying into Hong Kong. We get into Hong Kong all is well. I have this trusty little golden bag where I keep all of my most important things. My pictures of my favorite, you know, like not even gonna lie, my favorite boys. <laughs> I have my pictures of like Calypso and Melody and, and Reed and Khalil and Rye. You know, shout out to all the people on the China trip. Love them to death. Um, and my passport, you know, Of course. So I was like, I cannot lose this bag. So I always kept it with me, like right next to me. So I'm like, I always have it. So we get off the plane and I'm just vibing. You know, we're walking to our next stop because we have to go through like international customs or whatever. So we're walking through, giving them our passport. So I get to the front of the line and I go to take out my trusty golden bag. And it is gone, like literally nowhere. I checked everywhere. And they're like, yeah, you literally cannot leave without this. I'm like, holy heck, what am I going to do? Because by this time, you've got Calypso, Melody, Reed, Khalil. Everybody is on the other side. And I'm just like, all right, I guess I live in China now. (laughs) Mind you, our flight is taking off soon, probably. Um, And so I have to like run back and it's like, urgently ask around like where this plane is going because I think I left it on the plane which is of course getting ready to go on another flight as airports do or airplanes do I had to run from place to place and like I actually got to use my Chinese which was kind of cool because it's like wow I've learned a lot but I ended up getting guided to the help desk and they were like all right what's your name like tell me your date of birth like all of those kind of things and they hand it to me And I can tell by the look on this woman's face that she thinks I am the dumbest person on the planet. And I will never forget the look on her face because I felt it at that moment. It was it was definitely a huge relief to find it. And I, since then, have not ever lost sight of my passport. If that is anything I've learned, it is that you should probably keep your passport within eyesight the majority of the time. Yes. Like, I just Clapping. like to think of it as character development. You know, <laughs> I actually I actually wrote a college essay on it. It was pretty fire. So, you know, sometimes you've got to lose your passport in an international airport <laughs> to get into colleges.
0: Not advised. Not advised.
1: <laughs> I mean, Wait, so where was it? Where was it? I guess it had fallen onto the floor. I don't even know how it had gotten there but someone found it and brought it to a help desk oh and I went God. to the help desk and they had it there.
0: Oh my God. What are the chances? That is Seriously. Amazing.
1: Seriously. I'm very glad that they found it.
0: Yeah. I remember <laughs> we were standing on the other side. I was eating my bread. People were stealing my bread and <laughs> oh, we were talking. Bread. Of- <laughs> yes. <laughs> bread. We got to talk about this later. This
1: is awesome. <laughs>
0: Um, But we were all, like, there. We were just talking about this. We were, like, our chaperone person literally said, don't lose your passport. And, like,
1: we all saw you holding your passport, too. We were, like, where did it go? And the funniest thing about that is it wasn't even the first thing I'd lost. Like, I'd kind of gained a reputation for the person who loses things. Like, (laughs) I lost my wallet at one point. I lost my that was, I remember, because I had to go with Shi all the way to, like, a bank to find it. And then I lost my train ticket to Shanghai. So I thought I was going <gasps> to oh, be left behind. It was the scariest thing. So I had to use someone else's train ticket and pretend to be here. And I was so scared I was going to get arrested. I remember that. Cause I'm like, yeah. And I'm, like, I'm a fraud right now. Like, this is not me. And then on top of that, I lose my passport just really good at losing things you know just, 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 just,
0: oh just, my god I literally forgot about all of that like the <sighs> memories just came flooding in I right know. now
1: I know I feel like it's it's so good to talk about it because we we've just like it's been it's been a, quite a while now mm-hmm. you know? a whole so, year, so more than it. a year oh I can't believe it I still feel like we were in China like yesterday I know right so we're <sighs> all so sad. we're all growing up and getting old <laughs> Adulting. Khalil like and I are in college like Calypso and Reed are applying to colleges like you're a junior I'm like oh my gosh I'm getting so old I know I used to be a tiny freshman <laughs> and we just got our cherry blossom ice cream and wore our little tiger <gasps> yes! hat yes oh my g- which I still have by the way of course yes me too <laughs> for anyone listening we're both throwing up peace signs (laughs) yeah that was like our thing literally i still do them all the time it's so bad i know
0: i think see when i came back to america i've been doing everything that we've done in china so calypso's "Woe." yes i said a worm
1: instead of a word oh my god yes we had an absolute like a passionate hatred for the phrase, uncomfy. <laughs> yeah, see, I can see in Melody's face right now, it's just been brought back. Calista, yeah. especially, just had a great disdain for that word. So when I got back, I just found myself starting to use it. <laughs> and even to this day, I use the word uncomfy. And every single time I say it, I just think about how much we hated it in
2: China. Mm-hmm.
0: This is so funny. I remember Rai and I we always used it. <laughs> and then oh. and then you guys are like, yeah. That is disgusting. That
1: is disgusting. <laughs> it is gross. Why would you do this? And then I, I get back and I'm like, Oh, ciao. Anyways like, <laughs> <laughs> pretty uncomfy situation
0: here, but oops. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the Debbie Ryan hair tuck. <laughs> no, I picked up so many things from all of
1: that stuff. I can't help it. All the, all the old sayings, it's coming back. Seriously, Seriously, and I know I have a whole journal. I left it at home or else I would have brought it to this. But I have this whole journal that I kept while we were in China. And I haven't looked through it in a while. So as soon as I get home, I definitely will go through that. And I'm sure so many things will come back.
0: Yes, for real! Oh my god, what a time! Let's talk about <laughs> um, this. Was kind of dumb, but it made up a huge part of our trip, and that is mm-hmm. taiyaki fish ice cream.
1: Oh, don't <laughs> bringing that up actually brings me like emotional pain because I have searched my um, since getting back from China. I've been searching for them. I've gone from like Chinese market to like different Chinese market trying to find those beloved little fish ice cream yes nothing makes my heart beat like like that seriously it was it was an addiction it had become like a routine we would go get to school nine o'clock break ten o'clock where are we going to the nearby store to get some fish ice cream lunchtime where are we going to the store to get some fish ice cream I get home five o'clock where am I going I think you guys can finish that
0: the store to get fish, fish ice, ice cream, cream.
1: <laughs> exactly it was honestly a grind I think I've never been so dedicated to a food in my entire life and mm-hmm. if I ever find it again I will probably have a mental break it's in the best way possible. all right well here's the question for you though which flavor vanilla or coffee Oh God, I have to go with coffee. That was so Thank good. Thank God. That was a huge war <laughs> when you were there. Coffee absolutely reigns supreme. Exactly. The vanilla one was a little bit boring. It was, it was. The coffee <laughs> one just hit different. And I've been able to find the vanilla one in different places as well as the red bean one, but never the coffee one. And I think that is the reason, among others, of course, that I literally need to go back to China. Yes, it's just for fish ice cream. Just for the fish ice cream. I had actually, I think you remember this as well, I had another thing that I was a little bit obsessed with. Um, it was their strawberry bread. And I actually was so enamored with this bread that I decided to buy 30 before coming back home.
2: Mm-hmm. Your so suitcase was like full out. of it.
1: My suitcase was literally full of strawberry bread. Um, so... I came home with a million of them, and this might sound kind of gross to some of you, but I ended up deciding to keep the very, very last one, and I just still have it. Like, it's in the packaging and everything, and it's in a drawer. It's in, I have, like, a little designated memory drawer, and I've got that strawberry bread right in there.
0: Did it mold?
1: Um, a little bit. Not as much as you would think bread would mold, which is kind of concerning, but... It's, it's the memory that counts. Oh, no, Emily. <laughs> I know. I probably sound so gross. I'm like these, these listeners are like, this girl is so disgusting. <laughs> it's just oh, it's a memory tied to it.
0: <laughs> that is true. Wait, I have two questions. <laughs> Why didn't you just save the packaging of it?
1: See, that's what an intelligent person would do. But let's <laughs> remind everyone that I'm the person who lost their passport in an international airport. I don't, I don't think of these things. Um. Second
0: question. Mm-hmm.
2: Would you like
0: to explain to everyone fish ice cream and strawberry bread? Because I'm scared people will think it's, like, fish-flavored ice cream oh, and, like, okay. strawberry-flavored bread, which is, like, kind of okay. the case, but not really. Yes.
1: All right. So let's start with the fish ice cream. Um, basically, imagine the best kind of ice cream that you've ever consumed in your entire life. <laughs> And then throw it out the window because it's the fish (laughs) ice cream, okay? So, basically, you've got this beautiful wafer shell, okay? And it surrounds, it's fish-shaped, number one, which is just God tier. And it surrounds this wonderful, amazing ice cream. So, you can hold it. I think it's just genius, honestly. It's like an ice cream sandwich except far, far superior. And it just makes me so sad every single day that I am in the U.S., and it's not there
3: mhm
1: i think i think we need to step up our ice cream game honestly but so that is our fish ice cream and then the strawberry bread is like this sweet bread and then on the inside of it it's got like some kind of butter and then a strawberry jam filling and it sounds like subpar you know like i can get that anywhere i could probably make that at home no they must put some kind of drug in there because <laughs> i swear so one day I literally had six of them what I'm not even kidding you I just like could not stop eating that strawberry bread it was it was a true addiction but, also but I don't regret like, any of it exactly yeah
0: it's it's a part of your life now
1: it, it, is is. What it is it's a part of my journey yes it made you who you are It made me who I am today. Strawberry bread and fish ice cream. You told me
0: something along the lines of how, like, after you got back to America, your hair became a little bit more red. I was like, can it possibly be
1: because of strawberry bread? You know what? Maybe that's the chemical I got addicted to. (laughs) Hair (laughs) dye. (laughs) Yeah, they put hair dye into their food, and I just am hooked.
3: You oh know, my that god! That would
1: explain it. That would explain it. We solved a mystery today. We did. Now I can stop becoming a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> this Cut is not ginger strong, hate. Right? No gingers were harmed in the making of this podcast.
0: <laughs> I have yet to speak with a ginger here, so
1: honestly, I feel like that's a good way to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> this is ginger hate. I'm so. <laughs> I was like, hate, hate. Discrimination. Um, my, my siblings are gingers. I'm also genetically ginger, a strawberry blonde. Just been subjected to lots of hate by gingers. So <laughs> I'm a little sensitive.
0: <laughs> I'm waiting for my first ginger guest to be Ed Sheeran.
1: <laughs> oh, I think that's perfect. He is the best ginger by far. He's just too superior. He's elite. He is. He really is, I just mm,
0: I love that boy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit more about college. so now mm-hmm. that you're a freshman, uh-huh, an old woman, wow, look at you go, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, um, so before we started this podcast, Emily told mm-hmm. me a very surprising news that's <laughs> yes. so. For the amount of time that I've known her, which has been like a little bit over a year, she's always told me that she wants to be a vet in the future and that her dream school was like UC Davis. You know, she was like destined to be a vet basically, and she knew that was her goal. But today, literally a few minutes ago, she said, Screw that, we're going liberal arts. <laughs>
1: I bet everybody has a very, very good perception of me now. They're like, this girl's crazy. No, but that's, it's so, like,
0: awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just so spontaneous and ambitious and determined. Like,
1: oh, my God. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if I'd call it spontaneous. So if I get, like, like, Melody gave a pretty good backstory. But um, just to, like, add to it, I am the kind of person in school that you hate because, I was that girl who had known what she wanted to do since she was like born. Literally, the first words I said were, I'm going to be a veterinarian. Not actually, obviously. But I had wanted to be a veterinarian since I could remember forever. And I never changed my mind, not once. So I'd worked at a, I worked started working at a vet's office in seventh grade. Every single thing I did with my life pertained to veterinary medicine and getting to vet school. And that was it. Even applying to China was me saying, this would look good for vet school. It was also, you know, I really want to learn Chinese, mm-hmm. but Chinese will look good for vet school. So I was pretty much as hardcore as it gets in regards to what I wanted to do and how I was going to do it. Like, it just, just very hardcore. So then basically, when I went to China, I, it actually really opened my eyes to like, a whole other part of myself, you know, like the the good old study abroad changed my life, you know. <laughs> it's true. But it's very cliche. Um I went to China and I realized how passionate I was not only about like Chinese language and culture, but also languages and cultures in general and like the differences between cultures and why we interact in different ways, how we interact, just international affairs in general and connections and bonds between people. And I think I had never thought about that part of myself before going to China. So well in China, and Melody and I talked about this before starting the podcast, but I had a complete life crisis. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I should do veterinary medicine, which was the first time I'd ever thought that in my entire life. So I was like, maybe I'll be a diplomat. Maybe I'll go into international studies, like something in that. And then I got back home, And I said, that was a crazy thing. I'm going to go back to vet med because I was too scared to even give myself a chance to like think outside of that realm of like what my identity was, you know, as like everybody just thought of me as like, she's the vet girl, like that's what she's doing. So I didn't even give myself a chance to pursue something else. So I kind of just locked myself back into it. And I said, you're going to vet school. This is what you're doing. But I kind of, from that point on felt, a little bit differently. Like, I think that's when everything changed a little bit for me. I just kind of pushed it, pushed it down. So when I applied to schools, I only applied to my animal schools. I applied like every, you know, I did everything that I'd planned originally. So I got into my dream school, UC Davis, which had been the plan since I was in second grade. And I cried a ton. It was a great, like, it was an amazing achievement. I was so happy. But then I decided not to go. And I couldn't, I couldn't explain why I didn't want to go. I just felt it in my core, like I was not supposed to go there. So I ended up also spontaneously applying, I'd done this earlier, to the school that my mom went to, which is this tiny liberal arts school called Sweet Briar College. Um, It's an all-girls school, 300 people in the mountains in Virginia. But I ended up, I literally applied there for fun but I ended up visiting and I loved it. I could tell I felt so at home, I felt so accepted and I really really liked it there. But I got home and I'd gotten into Cal Poly, I'd gotten into Davis. I actually got into the vast majority of my schools, but I got into all of my top schools and I think that put me in a, like a dilemma and I felt I had that like you got into Davis and you don't want to go. So what do you want to do? And I think I just couldn't even listen to what my soul was telling me. So instead of like pursuing something a little bit different, like going for the liberal arts school, because I was, you know, a biology major and animal science major bearing on my school, I just kind of threw it out the window and I went with safety and I went with my plan, you know, and I went with what I kind of thought I was for the past, you know, 18 years of my life no big deal um <laughs> so flash forward to the present i'm now a student at cal poly, cal poly i can't talk um i've been here for a month now happy month anniversary college yes. students um and i'm not even gonna lie um since getting here i just felt like an imposter like i've because if you guys aren't familiar with cal poly it's a very big stem school They're one of the top in the country for engineering, great for like the sciences, physics, all of that. So I thought it'd be a great environment for me to be in because it would help me improve my passion or lack thereof for the for math and the sciences, which I'm not very fond of. Um, So instead, I kind of found the opposite where I wasn't really enjoying any of my classes or present tense. I'm not enjoying any of my classes, really. I am in things pertaining to what I, I've always thought I wanted to do. And I just, it's it's where I've always wanted to be. And I'm just feeling outside of it. Like I, I didn't feel like I was there really. I'd spend, instead of doing my homework, I'd just lay on the floor and stare at the ceiling for like hours at a time. So I'm like, what is wrong? You know, I've done, I've spent my whole life working towards this. I'm finally where I've wanted to be and I'm not content. So I think, I literally, this is like present tense. I really had to look inside of myself and figure out like what is wrong, you know? And I think that's such an important thing to do. I've never, that I'd never even thought of. So important to share with you guys. Cause I hope that you guys are always able to like check with yourselves and make sure that you're okay. And you're doing well. Cause I just forgot, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I gave myself a chance to really think about it. And I'm, I was like, Cal Poly's is not for me. Obviously I'm already here. I just, I didn't even give myself a chance to like think outside of what the plan was. And now that I have, I've realized that I don't think I want to go into animal science anymore. And because that's been my identity my whole life, I just thought that I shouldn't even think outside of it. So now that I'm realizing that, you know, re-realizing because I realized for the first time in China that I have a passion for things outside of that, I think I owe it to myself to pursue those and to give myself a chance to see what I can do with that because just because I don't want to go into stem and I don't want to do cool sciency things I don't think it means that like I'm you know worthless cuz I think I kind of grew up thinking if I don't go into stem then what am I doing you know like so I think I am finally realizing I need to pursue what will make me most happy and that it's that it's okay to be unsure because I I'm so used to having a plan. I've always had a plan. I hate not having plans. And I'm realizing now that it is okay if I don't know exactly where I'm going as long as I'm happy and as long as I am moving forward. So today I actually called the school Sweet Briar that I had originally loved and that I originally felt at home with. And they told me that they would love to have me back and that they knew it was my home. and so next semester I'm transferring and I'm pursuing something in liberal arts and I Woo! don't know exactly what I, I don't know yes. exactly what I'm doing or where I'm going but I know that this is the right move for me and I know that I will be happier and I think that's what mo- that's what's most important but I honestly feel the most free that I've felt in pretty much my entire life so Aww. I it was I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very proud of myself for realizing this. And I just, I hope that anyone listening who thinks that they have to go one certain way or that their path is just so defined. I just want you guys to know that it is not, that mm-hmm. you don't, don't have to know what you're doing and that you don't have to do what everyone else expects you to do. Because at the end of the day, it is your life and you owe it to yourself to pursue what makes you happy love that yeah in conclusion i'm a college dropout (laughs) (laughs) but i'm also technically a college transfer i just like humor but yeah so definitely one of my biggest life moments i love
0: this story it's honestly very insightful um i know a lot of my friends deal with this too Mm -hmm. um as a high schooler, you know, you don't mm-hmm, You try absolutely. your best not to think about it. Or if you're really intense about it, um, you will constantly think about it. So any mm-hmm. other thoughts is very insane. Mm-hmm. I kind of had that moment too. But like, I wasn't as um, crazy about medicine, I guess, mm-hmm. because I never had that opportunity. So I was kind of just like, Oh, well, you know, it, it seems cool. And I, I did like my own little research and watched anatomy videos. Um, but then like, freshman year came and I'm, I learned about like the process for getting like a PhD and becoming a doctor. And I was like, hell no. <laughs> I'm not going through that. Yeah. Um, that is definitely unlike your story. But I just thought it was interesting to share.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty similar. You just realized a little earlier.
0: Well, first of all, I just have to say this. I'm so proud of you because yeah. in China, like what you said, that was like kind of your first moment of like, whoa, is this is this really it? Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember when we were going to Shanghai and um, I went over to your house in the morning so we could go to school together? Mm-hmm. And then um, we were talking about it and then you were saying how like, I suddenly like, have this like thing for international relations and you were talking about how you had this long conversation with I believe your host mom
1: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so
0: I was like dude first of all like you love reading you love writing and I'm like like girl yes like that is so your field like you're gonna Mm -hmm. do so good and like liberal arts stuff englishy stuff like oh my god i'm i'm so proud of you thank you thank
1: you <laughs> i feel like everybody i feel like everybody knew what i was supposed to do and my subconscious knew before i did you know like i've been telling i i just saw my cousin today and i told her and she says i knew it she says i knew this was going to happen and i'm like why couldn't someone have told me this for me all right <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's honestly a pretty immense life moment. Mm -hmm, For sure. This will definitely be
0: a story you'll tell your kids and it'll just be. Oh, absolutely.
1: I think it was just a huge realization too. And I think like I know so many students, like the school I went to, there have been so many students like me, you know, who are so cutthroat and just so hardcore about what they're going to do. And I know that, like, behind all of those students, there's, like, that insecurity of, like, should this be what I'm doing, like, and you just don't even give yourself a chance to think about it, I just, like, and I want those students out there to know that it's okay not to know, and it's okay to give yourself a chance to think about it, and to change your mind, you know, if you would have told me in 10th, 11th, even 12th grade, which was literally a year ago, Honestly, even earlier this year that I would be doing this, I would have laughed in your face (laughs) (laughs) I was just so crazy. But I think it's just to give yourself room to grow and Mm -hmm. to change. And if you can do that, I think that your life will be happiest and most fulfilling. So I'm just glad I've gotten to this point because i think i think that i need it <laughs>
0: yes this is like the first time i've ever had someone that i've actually known go through mm-hmm. like college transfer from a mm-hmm. university yeah so i think it's very cool and i support yeah. you all the way thank you i appreciate the support yes wait you said it's in virginia
1: it is in virginia oh no oh no <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's okay you can come visit <laughs> I'll go visit um if absolutely. I'm doing college
1: tours absolutely come see me yes and I'm here through December. I'm here through December so if you need to see slow it is a wonderful school it's a beautiful campus everyone is so friendly there is nothing that I have against slow it is not my place so I would not discourage anyone from going there <laughs> awesome
0: um So with that said, I think we can go into a break. So we'll be right back.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price, line.
0: Welcome back, you guys. And right now, I have Parker and Maya with me, who are Emily's friends. And I think it'll be really fun to do a session where they share their first impressions of each other. So welcome, Parker and Maya. My name is Parker. I'm Maya. Would you like to share your majors?
3: Yes, I'm a biomedical engineering major. I also am a biomedical engineering
1: major. (laughs) My friends are smart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So um, I guess we'll just get right into this. So um, Emily, we'll go with you first. Uh, What was your first impression of Parker and Maya?
1: All right. So um, funny story Um, with Parker. She's actually my mom's best friend's daughter. So we've been friends since before we could walk or talk. Or even were born. Um, so I don't have a particular first impression of her, but I, I do know that I love her a lot and that we've gotten really close over college, which is great. She's definitely a gem. <laughs> but um, Maya I did meet during college and I think she is one of the like most just we just had one of the most interesting ways of meeting each other. So or of getting close. So basically I had like I met her friend, Bella, um, through like, you know, just Instagram, we DM'd each other and we're like, Hey, we should meet up. So she says, is it okay if I bring my friend Maya? I was like, of course, like that, that'd be totally great. So we hung out, it was all going well. It was just Parker, Maya, Bella and I, and, um, I ended up bringing up that I liked BTS, you know, Mm -hmm. no no big deal. I'm pretty down low about it, but I'm trying to be open about my interests in college and if people don't like it, then it's like, okay, we just don't get along. That's fine. Um, so she told me that she liked Blackpink. And I was like, oh, that's sick. Also, we both did <laughs> So let's, let's get a moment to, like, appreciate <laughs> So immediately, obviously, we've bonded because we've traveled and we're not like other girls. Um, <laughs> in the club. Um, but what I think really brought us together was the second night we were hanging out (laughs) which honestly I feel like I've just completely slandered anyone's respect for me already so I think it's fine to bring up um (laughs) essentially so we're hanging out we're just talking about life things you know like how we were growing up like different things that we liked animals teachers books so we get to, like, the, you know, the conversation, like, oh, what books did you like when you were younger? So, we're like, Harry Potter, of course, because who didn't? Like, Hunger Games, that kind of stuff. So, I'm like, she pauses for a second. Because you
2: said, um, if you could reread any book for the first time, which would you
1: read? Yes. So, she pauses for a second, and I could see it in her eyes. She was, like, debating whether she should say it or not. So, she just goes, warrior cats. And (laughs) I, my life flashed before my eyes. I swear to God, I felt the floor. I left the room and I came back and I sat down on the couch and I said, "Holy, was obsessed with this series." And I've never in real life met a person who was as big of a fan of the books as I was. So immediately we just start screaming, mind you. Well, Parker and Bella are in the room who have no idea what's going on. at 2 a.m. about cat books that we read when we were in the fifth grade so this goes on for like two hours and by the end of it it's like we've been through a war together like we're just best friends we know everything about each other and it's like this is how it is now Parker and Bella of course are like we never want to see them again (laughs) these weird people but I think from there is when I knew like like that that is someone that I am not ever leaving you know she's she's for life when you go through warrior cats together, that just, that just bonds you like nothing else. And so since then, we've just hung out a ton. But I think any warrior cat stan has to be a great person.
0: You guys have to start a book club of just warrior cats. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we've actually already said. Because we both have, like, a lot all of, of the books.
1: I don't have all of them, but mm-hmm. I have a lot of them. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was – I basically was just like, wow. I, I think I'm in love.
0: It was meant to be. It
1: was meant to be.
0: <laughs> um, so what about Parker and Maya's first um, time meeting?
3: Okay, I think my, like, the first thing that came to mind when I met Maya was that we just have like a crazy amount in common and like a ton of similarities. Mm-hmm. I was just really happy to meet someone else in my major because mm-hmm. she was like the first yeah. B-med person I met on campus. Me and then i found out that we were born like four days apart we're both leos um we both want a minor in astronomy
2: which is super specific oh, Yeah. i really
3: <laughs> wanted to go to med school i was like wow we have so much in common and i don't think we've gone a single day without seeing each other ever since no we yeah. have not
2: no i think yeah. for me it was like parker just seemed really nice and chill and she was in my major and i was like okay <laughs> sick <laughs> and, um, started spending more time together, and I was like, I don't know, I feel like we just clicked pretty well, and it's pretty, like, an easy-going mm. friendship, which I really like. I don't know. And with you, Emily... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's so> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, it was like, like she said, and then you said you had been to China, if we... And I have a mm. lot of family connections to China, so I thought that was really cool. Mm. And then I had also done... <laughs> I went to Peru, so I did a different type of thing, but... Was it um, the same year? Um, I went 2018, and I think you mm, went 2019. 2019. Um, but my first impression was just that you seemed really nice. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super like, <laughs> 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 like, my very first impression of both of you was just like, oh, they seem like they're genuinely nice people, which I really liked. And then as I got to know you guys, it was like, Yay!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and the rest is history. She's been sleeping on our floor ever since.
2: <laughs> I don't like my dorm, so I literally just sleep in the apartment.
1: Oh, <laughs> do you have, like, a bad roommate?
2: No, so um, everyone's in single rooms except for the freshman in apartments, so I just have a whole dorm to myself, but, like, the dorm room I'm in, it has a co-ed bathroom, which is fine, but, like, not always, like, my favorite thing in the world, and then it also smells bad, so... <laughs> <laughs> I just she just lives with us. <laughs> I just sometimes it is a little bit more enjoyable not to be in that building.
0: For sure, for sure. <laughs> um so um before we end this podcast, I just wanted to ask you guys, um what are some advice you would give to high schoolers who are applying to college?
3: Yeah, I'll start. Um I think my biggest piece of advice would just to be do what makes you happy, um no matter what, and if you're thinking that you should do something different, because that's what you're expecting to do, that you should just follow your heart. I feel like this is directed at someone. (laughs) All of us, because I think Mm -hmm. all of us since coming here have been, like, realizing that we don't always put what we want first and that you got to start doing that or else you're just not going to have a good experience. And things, Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't seem like the best decision, if it's going to make you happy in the long run, it is the best decision Mm -hmm. you can make for yourself. So you just need to, like, keep that in mind.
1: Absolutely. I would absolutely agree with that. I think
2: something I would tell high schoolers and something that my dad actually told me would be like not to set your sights on like one particular school and because you don't know what it's going to actually be like until you get there. So I think like just trying not to have one dream school that you feel like you need to go to and just keeping your options open and exploring different things and Mm -hmm. just finding what you actually like rather than what idea you might like if you can touring campuses obviously it's harder with covid but like just trying to just like figure out where you think suits you best not mm-hmm. necessarily what other people might think suits you best or anything like that so
1: yeah i would definitely definitely agree <laughs> with what both of them said and then Also, I would say something I really thought when I was applying to colleges was that, like, I had to find a school that was, like, this is my school. Like, you, people say, like, oh, you get that feeling when you just know it's your school, which I think is true for some people. But for me personally, that didn't, that didn't ever happen. You know, being like, oh, my God, my moment of, like, (laughs) wow, you know, even though I did, like, even though I did have certain schools that I liked a lot, there was never that. If you don't ever feel that, do not be worried. Like, trust, trust in yourself that you will make the right decision. And also be okay with, like, unsureness and not knowing exactly what's going on. You don't have to always know what step you're taking next or, like, exactly what path you're going to do, as Parker was saying. Like, as long as you're happy, that is enough. And I think as long as they keep that in mind, you will be okay.
0: Those are all amazing advice. I love every single one of them. And um, with that, that'll be the end of this podcast. So would you guys like to share
1: your Instagram handles? Oh, sure. <laughs> okay, um my Instagram
2: is at emilybest with 3 T's. <laughs> Mine's Maya Shields, M A Y A S H I E L D S and then an underscore at the end.
3: Mine is Parker the number nine in Murray, which is M-U-R-R-A-Y.
0: Awesome. So make sure to follow Study Break's Instagram at The Study Break Podcast for trailers before episodes come out. Thank you to my guests, Emily, Maya, and Parker for joining me today.
1: Thank
2: you so much for having us.
0: Yes, it was a blast. Um, So also make sure to tune into your favorite podcast app, follow Study Break, and listen to a new episode every Tuesday. Thank you all so much for listening and have a great day. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.